Today, we're going to uncover the legacies of two great Christmas carols. One was written as a Latin hymn, the other a simple guitar tune. Yes, so stay tuned for two more of your best-loved Christmas carols. Hi, I'm Woodrow Kroll. I'm Nigel Wilkinson, and welcome to this Thursday edition of Back to the Bible. We hope you're enjoying the Christmas season and taking this time to reflect on the birth of Christ. And of course, singing or listening to carols is one of the ways to do that. Now, this week we have been counting down your favorite carols, and today we are ready to look at uh, number four, then number three in the lineup. So, Dr. Kroll, what do you have for us? Today we're going to look first at O Come All Ye Faithful. And then the second is everybody's favorite, Silent Night. Now, this was created over a century ago and played the first time, I understand, on guitar. And immediately when people heard it, they just loved it. Oh, they sure did. It's a simple guitar tune that's become one of the great hymns, certainly one of the great Christmas hymns. Now, you and I understand it. We know it. It's a part of our Christmas season. Now, today, however, we want to take a close look at this beautiful carol and adore the one who was born on that silent night. Well, Christmas is a time of joyous celebration. It's a very festive occasion. Uh, Maybe you've gathered together with friends and family, and maybe you've already sung some of the hymns that we've been talking about all week, the great Christmas carol. Today, we're talking about O Come All Ye Faithful. Now, O Come All Ye Faithful is actually um, a hymn, a Latin hymn, written in Latin. It was written by a man by the name of John Francis Wade. John Francis Wade made his living as an artist. He he was a man gifted in calligraphy. And basically what he did was he copied ancient manuscripts using that beautiful illumination and calligraphy that people use often. He was a man who originally wrote the hymn in Latin. It was called Adeste Fidelis. You recognize those words. And the reason he did was uh, John Francis Wade was a Roman Catholic, and the Roman Catholic services were all in Latin in those days. And so he wrote this hymn out of his, his love and joy for just thinking about how Jesus was born that Christmas night. The hymn was translated for us by a man by the name of Frederick Oakley, and it's the amazing feature of this hymn. And you may never have recognized this before. The amazing feature of this hymn is it does not rhyme. There is nothing in this hymn that rhymes. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the king of angels. Angels triumphant. Now I guess they don't rhyme. But rhyme was not the issue here. The issue was he was pouring out of his heart the joy that ought to be ours to invite Jesus into our hearts. Now that first hymn, that first stanza of the hymn that I just read to you, uh, this is a stanza in which we are bidden to come to Bethlehem, even in the 21st century. We're asked by the hymn writer, come and behold him. Come and see Jesus as we see him here in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. Now, if you have a Bible and want to follow along, if you have not yet read the Christmas story today, oh, you've got to hear this, especially on Christmas Day. Luke, chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading where the shepherds enter the story at verse 8. Listen to this, Luke 2, verse 8. Now, there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. 
Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, I can't think of any better Christmas message in any Christmas season, whether it's the mid-1800s or it's the first Christmas or it's this Christmas. I can't think of any better message than the message that there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. You see, if there's no Savior, there's no reason to celebrate Christmas. But if there is a Savior, then there's not only just every reason to celebrate Christmas, there's a reason to come and adore Him. And as you think about this hymn, O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant, come, come to Bethlehem, come and behold Him, born the King of angels. Jesus Christ, the unique Savior of the world, Born in a stable, laid in a manger. And the Christmas carols bid us to come and view him today, just like the shepherds did that first Christmas night. Well, here's the second stanza of the hymn. It says, sing, choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. Oh, sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, all glory in the highest. Now, when you get to a word like exaltation, you say to yourself, there's a word I don't often use. So just so we are sure that we know what we're talking about here, I went to Webster's Dictionary and I looked up the word exaltation. This is what it said. It said being filled with or expressing great joy or triumph. Now think about that. Great joy or triumph. This first Christmas, these angels are expressing their joy over the fact that a Savior has been born. They're also expressing their triumph over the fact that God is now fulfilling the promise of Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. The promise of Genesis 3.15 is the first promise of a Savior given in the Bible. And this is the one that's going to bruise the head of Satan, crush his head, and win the long war against God. It takes a king to do that. It takes a Savior to do that. It takes Jesus to do that. So he expresses in stanza two that this is something you and I ought to join the angels in singing because they are singing to the glory of God and to the glory of the one who is going to remove sin from this planet. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior. And the very announcement of a Savior brings together this huge company. It's like the angels of heaven all got together at the edge of heaven and they're they're saying, hey, let's cheer this angel on and the message on. Let's praise God and give glory to God. And so the angels are uh, enthralled about this. That's why I think the word exaltation here is a great expression. It means they're standing, they're cheering, they're applauding, they're shouting. It's like just scoring the winning touchdown and you just can't keep quiet. What stands a three in this wonderful Christmas carol says, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee all glory be given, Lord of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Now, we've gone through the fact that we are bidden to come to Bethlehem to view the Christ child, just like these shepherds did. We've gone through the fact that the angels are saying with full exaltation that Jesus has been born. There is a Savior. 
And now he says, Lord, we greet thee. We, we ourselves, we who are singing today, greet you because you are God in flesh appearing. But you know what? It's not until you get to the chorus of this great Christmas carol that you really get to the triumph. And many times today we even sing this chorus without the rest of the carol. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Christmas is a time not only to think about what Jesus has done for us, but it's a time to focus on the one who's the center of our adoration. You know, Rembrandt painted a a picture of the Christ child. Uh, with Mary and Joseph and the um, angels present and the shepherds present and others present. And, and he wanted to focus on the Lord Jesus, so he brought a tiny shaft of light down from heaven on the baby in the manger. And all the other characters are there. You can see all the other characters, but they're kind of enshrouded in the darkness of the dark colors he used. And his intent was this. Christmas is not about Mary. It's not about Joseph. It's not about shepherds. It's not about angels. It's about that baby. Adoration starts when we really find out that God wants us to worship the person who is that baby in the manger. Not worship mother, father, not worship angels, not worship wise men, not worship the king. Worship the Savior who is Christ the Lord. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. O come, all ye faithful. And the list of the top ten, it was your favorite Christmas carol, number four. This is Back to the Bible, Bible teaching you can trust. We must say a Big thank you to those of you who came out to share with us yesterday at our Faith Partner Prayer and Fellowship Meeting. You know, it's always a joy to see some of our long-time supporters, as well as some first-timers and new supporters. Well, for those who were not able to be there, we hope and pray that you can make it next time around. And for those of you who were not able to come by and collect your complimentary calendar, Please make every effort to do so by this Friday, December 15, so as to assist in reducing our mailing expenses. We still have calendars available for your contribution of $700 each and our daily bread devotionals for $500 each. Although our office is closed on Saturdays, you can purchase either your calendar or our Daily Bread devotional from Source of Light Bookstore, also located in Hagley Park Plaza. A reminder that as a fully donor-supported ministry, we rely on the generosity of you, our listeners, to keep us on the air and online, especially at this time of the year, as we seek your assistance to cover all our financial obligations for 2023 and ensure that we are reasonably positioned heading into 2024. And so we ask that you prayerfully consider giving a special gift this month towards the continuation of this ministry. 
Donations can be made via online bank transfer or in-bank deposit. Our account is with the Halfway Tree branch of the Bank of Nova Scotia, account number 428310. That's account number 428310 at the Halfway Tree branch of Scotia Bank. Checks can be sent to us via mail to Back to the Bible, Box 123, Kingston 10, Jamaica. Please make checks payable to Back to the Bible. Of course, you can always come by our office in Hagley Park Plaza to drop off your donation or make your contribution via our point-of-sale machine. Let's now return to our Back to the Bible study with the story behind one of the most loved carols of all time, Silent Night. Here, once again, is Bible teacher Woodrow Crowe. I don't often get the opportunity, but every time I visit the city of Salzburg, Austria, you've you got to go to Salzburg just to see all the Mozart sites. But just about 12 miles north of Salzburg is a little town called Oberndorf by Salzburg, which means Oberndorf by the city of Salzburg. It's in the Austrian Alps, and it would be a town that you would never have heard of if it weren't for your third favorite hymn at Christmas time, and that is Silent Night. In Oberndorf by Salzburg, a man by the name of Joseph Moore, who was a priest in that town, he and his organist were discussing whether or not the perfect Christmas carol had ever been written. And they came to the conclusion, no, it hadn't. Good they came to that conclusion because they needed a hymn very, very quickly. Christmas of 1818, the organ in the church broke down. And they needed something that could be sung without an organ. Now, ordinarily in those days, they would use the organ to kind of lead the congregation along. You, you sang along with these mighty organs. But they didn't have an organ. So Joseph Moore sat down and wrote the words to Silent Night, handed the words to the organist, Franz Gruber, and said, put a hymn to this that can be sung without an organ. Now, what Franz Gruber did was he took his guitar and he put the hymn to the music of a guitar and Silent Night was born. Now, I mean, Oberndorf by Salzburg is a pretty tiny town and pretty obscure. We would never have heard of this hymn if it hadn't been for the organ repairman. Because when the organ repairman came along to repair the organ, he saw a copy of Silent Night on the organ that was written and sung just by the priest and by the organist and by the people of this little parish. He took the hymn, gave it to others, shared it around every place he went and repaired organs, and the first thing you know, everybody was singing this wonderful Christmas carol, Silent Night, Holy Night. And thus born the great German hymn, Stille Nacht, Heilige Nacht. Silent Night is thought by many people to be the favorite Christmas carol. You voted at number three. Wait till you see tomorrow what number two and number one are. But Silent Night surely is one of our favorites. Always one of our favorites. This is a Christmas hymn that says this. Silent Night. Holy Night. Always calm. Always bright. Round yon virgin mother and child. Holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace 
sleep in heavenly peace. Now, I think what Joseph Moore was getting at in this little hymn is that the Jews were looking for a Messiah. I mean, the Jewish people were promised by God that a Messiah would come and be the great deliverer of Israel. And they uh, they wanted this Messiah to come while they were in Egyptian bondage. They wanted this Messiah to come while they were in Babylonian captivity. They wanted this Messiah to come while they were under the hard thumb of Rome, living in the Roman Empire. They They were looking for a Messiah. But they were not looking for a Messiah the way the Messiah came. They were looking for someone to ride over the hills of Judea on a horse with an army to deliver them, drive out the Romans, and get rid of them forever. And that's not what they got. What they got instead of a mighty conquering hero was a baby. What they got was a holy infant. What they got was a stable. What they got was a manger. They got shepherds. They got sheep. None of these things even resemble victory. They resemble tenderness, softness, youth. And often people today fail to recognize who Jesus is because they're looking for something else. They're looking for a healer. Uh, They're looking for a helper. And Jesus is all these things. But the Bible says the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which is lost. What we need to be looking for is a Savior. Well, stanza one, silent night, holy night, always calm, always bright. Kind of sets the stage for a soft entry, a soft landing, if you will, here on planet Earth by God himself. Stanza two, very important stanza, silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory streams from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing, Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Now, what he says in the second stanza here about heavenly hosts singing hallelujah and and shepherds quaking at the sight, that's the story of Christmas in Luke chapter 2. Let me read just a little portion of the story to you. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing first took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be registered for taxation, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up out of Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, and she was great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, 
lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. I don't think there's any story in the Bible that evokes more passion, more delight than the story of the birth of Jesus. Well, stanza number two of Silent Night really portrays for us the quaking of the shepherds and and the rejoicing of the angels. But listen to stanza number three. Silent night, holy night, Son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord at thy birth. Jesus, Lord at thy birth. Son of God loves pure light. See, Jesus did not just come as a baby in a manger. Jesus came to show us how much God loves us. And if you miss the story of God's love on Christmas Day, you miss the story of Christmas. And just so you know how much God loves you, would you open your Bible to Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 8? This is what God tells you about his love. Romans 5, 6 through 8. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would even dare to die. But God shows his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Silent night, holy night, Son of God loves pure light. You see the love of God more in the face of Jesus than you see at any other place in the world. And then there's this other expression. It says, Radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace. Something happened that night in Bethlehem. Not just a baby being born. Not just prophecies being fulfilled. But that night in Bethlehem, a whole new age opened up. It was the dawn of redeeming grace, whereby the people had been living by the law, the restrictions of the law prior to that time. With the coming of this baby came the grace of God. And the grace of God that is shown to all of us, the grace that is mentioned in Ephesians chapter 2, the grace that brings salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. If you need that kind of Savior... You'll only find him one place. You'll find him in the story of the Savior born at Bethlehem. You'll find him in the story of the Savior crucified at Calvary. You'll find him in the story of the Savior who says to you, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Merry Christmas. That's the story of Silent Night. Thanks for joining us today here on Back to the Bible, brought to you by Back to the Bible Broadcast Jamaica, in a partnership with listeners who give in support of this ministry. Our office is located at shop number 22, Hagley Park Plaza, Kingston 10. Our office hours are from Mondays through to Fridays from 8.30 a.m. through to 4 p.m. We can be contacted via email at backtothebibleministry at gmail dot com.
www.ghanaoutlook.com. Our office number is 876-926-5765 and our cell and WhatsApp number is 876-337-6295. To listen to this study again or some of our previous studies, they are available in our free mobile app along with other Bible engagement material. Just look for BTTB Jamaica in your app store. That's BTTB Jamaica. You can also listen and download our studies from other podcast platforms, including Podbean, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Be sure to look for Back to the Bible Jamaica. Before we go, a reminder that we have in stock our 2024 scripture calendars available for your contribution of $700 each, as well as our daily bread devotionals available for $500 each. Dr. Kroll, Christmas is a time for family traditions and, you know, singing Silent Night. It's certainly a tradition that helps us focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah, you know, one of the great things about the Christmas carols is that they don't just talk about Christmas. They talk about the Savior who comes at Christmas. And you're right, it's packaged in a way that we can all remember because it's poetic. We can sing it. But saying or singing these songs is a great way for us to be reminded that Christmas is more than a baby. Christmas is a story of salvation. Yes, it, it's a beautiful story. So, what carols are you going to talk about tomorrow? Well, we're going to look at number two and number one, your favorite Christmas carols. I'm going to make you wait and find out. Be sure to join us again tomorrow for your top best love Christmas carols. God bless you, friends. I'm Woodrow Kroll. Have a good and godly day.